Hello and welcome to Sumo Mainichi. My name's Dave. I'm here by myself tonight doing the podcast. Amy is Kujo. She's actually fine, but she is out on the town with a friend and I decided I'm going to push ahead and do this one by myself. She will be back tomorrow to bring you all the action from the final few days of what is uh, shaping up to be an incredibly exciting basho. Wish me luck. This is the first time I've done the podcast by myself. Big news that came through this morning was that Chinakuni is Kujo. That dislocated right thumb that he suffered early on, combined with that uh, rib injury that we saw heavily taped up yesterday, uh, has caused him to go Kujo. Of course, he secured his Makakoshi, which is a huge result for him. I did wonder about the tape on the rib. Uh, doesn't do much. From what I understand of medical science, but, you know, sometimes taping up things can make it feel better. Chinakuni, get better. I thought it was a huge effort from him. We'll see you next time, mate. Well, today, the last Friday of the Basho, the lower division new shows were decided. And in Makushta, there were two leaders fighting it out today, Abi and Toki Sakae. Of course, we saw Abi come out on top, back in black. But is he really back in black? A uh, friend of the podcast, Mickey Hirai, was doing the English translation on NHK Today, and she was translating the interview with Abi. Abi was more reflective, more mature here. He recognised that he needed to change, uh, and that he wanted to s- people to see that he was a new Abi. And interestingly, when he was asked about what his goals were, He said he's not about setting goals for the future. He's about living in the moment. So the big question here is, has Abi shaken off his bad boy persona? Is he the new inlined Abi? Only time will tell. So the other lower division uh, Yusho winners in Sandame, Komunakuni won Sandame. 15 years after entering Sumo, he picks up his first Yusho. He's 30 years old now. Love this guy's vibe. He's a big boy and he seemed very, very pleased to pick up that Yusho. In Johnny Dunn, Atami Fuji won today. Now, this is a ricochet we need to keep an eye on. He's from Isagahama Bayer. He's 18 years old and he won the John Akuchi Yusho back in January. This kid has a winning smile and a winning attitude. Uh, in, in his interview, uh, he was asked about stablemate Terana Fuji and whether they interact a lot. And Atami Fuji said that they do and that Terana Fuji actually said that they should win the Yusho together. So is this a vision of the future? We will see. In Jonakuchi, it was Muriyama who won this one. He's also uh, 18 years old and he's from Naruto Bayer. This was his first basho and he went seven and zero. So we do need to keep an eye on this kid. Uh, in his interview, he said one of the most challenging things about starting to live in the Haya and train there was getting his chunko flavor right. Uh, said that it's not as easy as you might think and that he's really uh, been working on his knife skills. His goal is to be like Takakesho, to be a solid pusher, thruster, rikishi. And when he was asked about his aim, he's aiming for Yokozuna. I like that. I like that attitude. Uh, before we jump into Jurio, 
We really need to talk about Kidna Fuji. The ex-Yokozuna, he's a regular commentator on NHK's coverage. He's usually dressed in designer suits that definitely work in the grey end of the colour spectrum. Uh, today, I don't know what was going on. Was it casual Friday? He was sporting a baseball cap, a loose grey hoodie and a fat Casio watch. This man is 78 years old, mind you. He looks like he's about to drop the hottest hip-hop mixtape of summer 2021, and he absolutely rocked that look today. All right, Jurio, we had Makushta visitor Oho survive a big scare against Nishiki Fuji to pick up the win. This was a big one. He finishes his basho on 4-3 at Makushta 2. Nishiki Fuji, that's his Makakoshi on 5-8. Tohakuryu demolished Nishikigi, moving and attacking just too quickly here. Tohakuryu with that win is 5 and 8, and Nishikigi with that loss, that's his Makakoshi, 5 and 8. Mitoryu and Jokoryu had a long back and forth that ended up in a couple of long lockups, but in the end, it was Jokoryu who threw Mitoryu to the dirt. Jokoryu, that's his Kachikoshi at 8 5. Mitoryu, 5 and 8. Another Makakoshi, we're up to three in a row to start a Jurio. Kyokutaisei let loose a barrage of thrusts to clean up Chionoumi and pick up his Kachikoshi. He's 8-5. Chionoumi, 5-8. Makakoshi, that's four in a row. I don't know how much more of this I can take. Ura showed that his legs are still up to it as he dodged a bullet on the bales against Bushozan. That's his Kachikoshi. He's 8-5. Bushozan is 6-7 and seven and now goes on the road to Kachikoshi. Ichi Yamamoto launched himself vertically on the bales to let Wakamoto Haru fall to the ground first in their bout today. Ichi Yamamoto, that's his Kachikoshi, he's 8-5. This is a very big deal for someone who is on Jurio debut. What a way to start. Wakamoto Haru moves to 6-7 on the road. Shohozan steps aside and slaps Churunaumi to the ground at the Tachiai, moving to 7-6. Churunaumi, 5-8, that's his Makakoshi today. Takakento bullied Sadunumi over the bales today as he moves to 7-6. Poor old Sadunumi, 5-8 Makakoshi. The downward trend continues for the 33-year-old veteran. Takagenji overwhelmed Enho today with his supari attacks. Takagenji, with that win, moves to 9 and 4. Enho goes to 8-4 with this loss. After winning on the first six days, he's now lost five of the last seven days. So really starting to fade out there, our small boy. Kokushuho was too strong for Chiyono O, and he continues on the road to Kachikoshi. He's 6 and 7 now. Chiyono O is on the same score. Daisho Maru moved Chiyotori easily back and over the bales to move to four and nine, breaking a five-day losing streak. Chiyotori, he's got a heavily strapped left shoulder, which definitely affected his sumo today. He is on four and nine as well. Hakuyozan handled Ishiura with ease, gave him nowhere to go. Hakuyozan has moved to nine and four. Ishiura is eight and five. Azamaru and Akua both came into their bout today on seven wins. Kachikoshi was at stake, but it was Azamaru who was able to use his height and strength to swing Akua to the ground. Kachikoshi for Azamaru. Akua with that loss moves to seven and six. The last bout of Jurio, Tokushurio dragged a large, slowly approaching Yago to the ground to pick up his fifth win. 
He's 5 and 8. Iago is 3 and 10. Let's have a look at the Jurio Yusho leaderboard. Well, actually, we're going to wait to go through this in detail because Chiyomaru, who is up on uh, at the top of this board, is guest starring in Makuchi today, and we need to see what happens with his bout before we can get some clarity on this. So given that, let's jump in to the top division. And Chiyomaru, the big man, Mr. Sumo, was up first against Koroeko. Chimaru continues his fine form out of the touchy eye, high thrusting. Uh, he forces Kotoeko to give ground early, but Kotoeko returns fire, generated a huge amount of power with his thrusting attacks. He unsettled Chimaru here. He hits the dirt, slapped down by Kotoeko, a Hikiyotoshi win for him. All right, so now we can take a look at the Jurio leaderboard with that Chiyomaru loss. There are three Rikishi on nine wins. That's Chiyomaru, Hakuyozan, and Takagenji. On eight wins, Ishiura, Enho Ura, Azamaru, Jokoryu, and Ichi Yamamoto. Things are hotting up here. Let's have a look at, there's a couple of bouts we need to talk about tomorrow. So two of the leaders, Chiyomaru and Takagenji, will face off against each other tomorrow. And the other leader, Hakuyozan, is fighting first against Chiyonoumi. So some very interesting, possibly questionable programming going on in Jurio there. Let's continue with Makuchi. The next bout, we had Akisayama and Yutakiyama. Yutakiyama opened well. His thrusting attacks were working Akisayama back to the bales. Akisayama was slapping away the attacks, but he continued to give ground here. Akisayama managed to get in close. They went body to body and Akisayama turned Yutakiyama towards the bales, used that body to shove Yutakiyama across the Tawara. A Yorikiri win for Akisayama really exploited the Yutakiyama indecisiveness. Akisayama moves within striking distance of Akachikoshi. He's seven and six. Yutakiyama four and nine guaranteed to lose his place in Makuchi, you would say, after that loss today. Next bout was Hidenumi and Kodoshoho. Kodoshoho starts positively again here. He really took it to Hidenumi. Kodoshoho found his way on the belt, but he just couldn't quite move Hidenumi back. Hidenumi, he was doing a good job of keeping his hips back here, and I feel like he gave ground strategically before coming back and getting on the belt. He worked Kodoshoho over to the bales and then cleverly swung back the other way, hauling Kodoshoho across the doyo and down an Awatanage win. Hidenumi continues to impress at Maegashira 14. At 9-4, this is by far his best result in Makuchi. Good to see it. Kodoshoho is one win, four losses and eight days off. And I think he would be begging for the end of this basho. Chiyotaru was up next against Dayamami, and this was a very fast bout. Dayamami moved in quickly out of the touchy eye, locked onto the belt, and just easily moved Chiyotaru over the bales. There's no sign of resistance from Chiyotaru today, no sign of the sideburns either. That's his Makakoshi. That's five wins and eight losses for Chiyotaru. Dayamami with that win moves to seven and six. Chiyoshoma up next against Ryuden. And both Rikishi were hesitant to move in too close out of the touchy eye. They were thrusting and jabbing. Uh, careful not to overcommit here. It looked like they were testing each other out. 
Ryudin looked to take control here as he moved Chiyoshoma backwards, but Chiyoshoma grabbed Ryudin's arm and swung him back to the middle of the doyo and evened the ledger. Chiyoshoma then shot around to the side of Ryudin, really catching him flat-footed, grabbed the back of the belt and marched Ryudin out sideways for the Yodi Kitty win. Chiyoshoma's sumo looking good there. He is six and seven. Ryudin with that loss is on the same score. Well, Midori Fuji, we thought he would go Kyujo today, but here he is again. He's facing off against Kaisei. Kaisei walks forward. Midori Fuji makes a half-hearted attempt to swing Kaisei around his body as he approaches, but there is no resistance here. Kaisei moves him from behind, pushes Midori Fuji over the bales for an Okudidashi rear push-out win. Uh, it was clear to see on the replay how careful Midori Fuji was being of that ankle uh, as he was being taken out. I don't think there's any point in him hanging around here. I think two more days is just, just going to be two more losses, and I think he's better to take that time, get better. He will suffer a bit of a, a drop in the next Banzuke, but... I think he needs to think long-term, look after his health, get healthy, and start his rise again. Kaisei, a much-needed win, moves him to 7-6 and six with only one win to get over the weekend to secure his Kachikoshi. Next, we saw Tsurugisho step onto the doyo to accept his Fusensho win with Chinakuni uh, being Kyujo today. Tsurugisho, that's actually his Kachikoshi, so congratulations, I guess. But eight wins are eight wins, and at Maegashira 14, a Kachikoshi is much welcome for Tsurugisho. Next bout was Aoyama up against Tobizaru. Both of these lower-ranked Maegashira Rikishi having a very good basho indeed. This was their first time meeting. And did we see some nerves here from Tobizaru? He broke, went straight at Aoyama, and I thought this showed his hand. I think Tobizaru knew that he was, if he was going to win, he needed to win this one quickly. And he was right. Out of the touchy eye, Aoyama stands tall over Tobizaru, pins his arms in close, and walks Tobizaru back and over the bales. Uh, I, Tobizaru's game plan here seemed to be just to grab the upper body of Aoyama and see what happens. It was disappointing. I think he should have... Uh, used his mobility instead. I think that's a better alternative to what happened. Uh, but again, Tobizaru, every day of sumo is a lesson and hopefully he can look at these tapes and go, don't take Aoyama on the body like that. Aoyama, with that win, moves to a commanding 9 and 4. Tobizaru is 8 and 5. Stepping up next on the doyo, Kodnawaka and Teretsuyoshi. At the Tachiai, their size difference was apparent. Teretsuyoshi was determined to take Kodnawaka head-on, but Kodnawaka was standing strong, just towering over Teretsuyoshi and pushing down on him. Teretsuyoshi just stays straight. He's determined, doesn't move sideways. Teretsuyoshi does manage to drive Kodnawaka backwards momentarily, but Kodnawaka's calm here. He's in complete control. He meets that charge helps Teretsuyoshi around his body and pushed him over the bales. A commanding Oshi Dashi win. It's all very academic for Kodnawaka now. Uh, that win, 5-8, already getting his Makakoshi previously. Teretsuyoshi with that loss moves to 6-7. and seven, And I think we've all got our fingers crossed that Teretsuyoshi can eke out those last two wins that he needs over the weekend.
Next up, Hoshoryu and Kageyaki. Hoshoryu looking for that elusive eighth win to secure his Kachikoshi. Kageyaki out of the touchy eye looked good. He locked the arms into position and was looking dangerous. Hoshoryu burrowed in low but gave ground here. Hoshoryu was on the bails but then rebounded off and forced Kageyaki back to the middle. Kageyaki is quick to lock up the arms of Hoshoryu and it looked like it could be bad news for the young Mongolian. But here Hoshoryu wraps his leg inside of Kageyaki, drops him to the dirt out of nowhere. It was a very, very impressive Uchigake inside leg trip. I mean, we've spoken about the, the sumo mind of Hoshori, but I think it's time we seriously looked at Hoshori's application for Mensa. He is truly a sumo genius. Is there any real question that his sumo mind is in the 98th percentile? And yes, I did look up uh, Mensa, and that apparently is the percentile they work in. But then again, I also found out that Mensa is Latin for table, which I found hugely disappointing. Hoshoryu with that win, 8-5, Kachikoshi, Huge stuff. Kageyaki, unfortunately for him, he's 5'8", Makakoshi for him. Kiribayama faced up next against Tochinoshin. Both of these rikishis coming in at 5'7", so Makakoshi is on the line for the loser. Tochinoshin tried the meet and move at the Tachiai, but Kiribayama responded very quickly, tried a belt grip, then a leg grab. Both of these attempts missed. And that left Kiribayama in close. This gave Tochinoshin the invitation to clamp both hands on the Kiribayama belt. And he escorted Kiribayama over the bales for a Yoritaoshi win. Uh, unfortunately, handing Kiribayama his Makakoshi, his 5 and 8. Tochinoshin, his Basho, lives on his 6 and 7 and continues on the road to Kachikoshi. Okunumi took on Shimonoumi next, and again, a reflection of the scores, both of these rikishi coming in at three and nine, so very little to play for here apart from pride. Shimonoumi went in low, he nuzzled his head into Okunumi's chest, but Okunumi was strong and he was not moved back. Okunumi then pressed in hard, nearly pulled Shimonoumi down. This opened them up. And Okunumi then attacked Supari, forcing Shimonumi back as they re-engaged. Okunumi, he closed in quickly. Shimonumi here slipped to the side, and this overbalanced Okunumi as he came in. And from here, a simple push was all that was needed from Shimonumi to finish off Okunumi, an Oshidashi win for Shimonumi. So Shimonumi moves to 4-9 and nine with that win, Okunumi... Uh, the nightmare continues. He is on 3 and 10. Next bout of the day, Hokuto Fuji up against Ichinojo. Uh, it was a bit of a comical break here from Ichinojo, uh, and he ended up going a long way forward on this break. Hokuto Fuji isn't one to rush, though, when he's getting ready. He does the double stamp and really made Ichinojo wait and baited out that mutter. When they got going, Hokuto Fuji drove in low, got under the arms of Ichinojo, but just couldn't move him back. Ichinojo now tries reaching all the way over the top of Hokuto Fuji to try to get the back of the belt, but it didn't quite come off. Uh, they broke here momentarily, and Hokuto Fuji then, he was open, he started thrusting, sending Ichinojo backwards, and then he follows up, taking Ichinojo across the bales. Oshidashi. So with that win, Hokuto Fuji at Maegashira 2 gets his Kachikoshi. 
Uh, I think we'll see a promotion up to M1. It's looking very, very busy up in Sanyaku at the moment. Ichinojo, uh, still looking for that eighth win. He is seven and six. The reflected scores continue as Takarafuji and Onosho, the two Maegashira ones, face off at two wins and ten losses each. It was a crisp touchy eye from Onosho, and this put Takarafuji on the back foot straight away. Onosho pushed into Takarafuji, first in the middle, and then lifting him up from underneath. Takarafuji, he was just swept back by this Onosho tidal wave. Uh, Onosho picking up the Oshidashi win. Yeah, very little uh, in this one, really, as far as the Yushe race goes. But I think for both of these guys, every win is about pride. Onosho, 3 and 10. Takarafuji, 2 and 11. The next bout of the day was Meisei up against Daisho, And this one was a massive touchy eye. Sparks were flying. And when I say sparks, there were things flying. And they were actually the finger bandages worn by Meisei. Two of them flew off one after the other uh, as they opened their attacks. Daesho was steady and the thrusting attacks here kept Meisei from settling. Daesho continued to power forward here. He threw himself at Meisei. Meisei, in his retreat, actually stepped over the bales. Daesho did hit the dirt. And, you know, maybe this one was close, but the Gyorgi was comfortable with the fact that Meisei stepped out first. He awarded the win to Daesho and there was no Monoe called. So a big win for Daesho. After that shaky start in this basho, moves to 7-6. Meisei, 8-5. Stepping up on the doyo next was Tamawashi against Mitakumi. A very interesting stat between these two. They have met 25 times in the past. And Mitakumi has won 22 of those meetings. Will it be the same today? Yes, it will. Mitakumi looked really, really good out of the touchy eye here. He's balanced, he's low, he thrusts, he moves Tamawashi back easily, and there's nothing Tamawashi can do here. He's blown back and over the bales. The record between these two now stands at 23 and 3 Mitakumi's way. It's an extraordinary stat. Mitakumi moves to 6 and 7 with that win. Tamawashi 5 and 8. Well, we had a big one next, uh, Takiyasu and Wakataka Kage. Yesterday we spoke about Takiyasu's easier run uh, to the end of this basho, but it's easier in the fact that he's not taking on Sanyaku, but he has some absolute firebrands he has to take on, one of them being Wakataka Kage, who is always a danger. Takiyasu, of course, needs to win this one to stay one in front of the Yusho race, and this one was a cracker. Wakataka Kage was wild out of the touchy eye. He was trading thrusts with Takiyasu, but did a great job of not letting Takiyasu get too close and get on the belt. Takiyasu did eventually, though, manage to move in. He planted a hand on the back of Wakataka Kage's neck here, pulled, nearly rolled him down, but it's like he aborted here. I wonder whether he felt that a hair pull could be a danger. Either way, Wakataka Kage recovered, stayed mobile, and Takiyasu could not catch him. Takiyasu managed to catch up. He drove forward. Wakataka Kage dodged, and Takiyasu found himself right on the bales, wide open. But Wakataka Kage was just too far away to finish this one off. Now it was Takiyasu's turn. He drove at Wakataka Kage. He grabbed the arm as if to swing Wakataka Kage 
to the ground, but they both fall here over the bales. The Gyorgy gives this one to Wakataka Kage and no one disagrees. There's no Monoe. The win was given to Wakataka Kage here. The replay for me looked like at least a Monoe should have called. I think if, if you look at it frame by frame, I actually think that Wakataka Kage uh, might have hit the dirt first. But either way, there was no question of this decision. This was a huge win for Wakataka Kage that has no doubt shaped this Yusho race. Uh, handing Takayasu his third loss. Uh, and we'll see how this is going to impact that Yusho race a little later. Uh, but Wakataka Kage, that's his ninth win. And after missing the January Basho due to uh, COVID complications, this is an amazing return for Wakataka Kage. He is nine and four. Myogiryu faced off against Takanosho next. Myogiryu was quick out of the touchy eye. He got in and under the Takanosho chin. Takanosho was calm and stable. He recovered and worked Myogiryu back to the bales on the other side. But before Takanosho could wind up for this finishing shove, Myogiryu stepped aside and slapped Takanosho to the dirt. This was a win that came out of nowhere, I'm sure. Uh, Takanosho was as shocked as anyone that Myogiryu pulled this off. And with this win, Myogiryu breaks a seven-day losing streak. And I have actually no idea how that happened. I went and had a look at the record over the Basho. He won the first five days and then lost the next seven. So a big win for him. He staves off Makakoshi. Uh, go Myogiryu, you can do it. Uh, and then this loss leaves Takanosho in a vulnerable position now. Uh, he's six and seven going into the weekend, desperately needing those two wins over two days to uh, hang on to his Sekiwake spot. The next bout was Takakesho and Asuniyama. This is a big one. With the Takayasu loss uh, happening earlier, Asuniyama now has a chance to reassert himself in the Yusho race. But on the other side, Takakesho, he got his Kachikoshi yesterday. The pressure's off him. He can just go out there and enjoy his sumo. Let's see what happens. Asuniyama went straight on into the Takakesho maelstrom, but he was able to cut off the thrusting attacks with some well-timed counters. Asuniyama continued to surge forward, taking Takakesho to the bales. Uh, there was a moment here where there was some space, but Asuniyama didn't move forward, and that bit of space was all Takakesho needed. He came back off the bales, thrusting, worked them towards the middle of the doyo. Asuniyama did dodge one of these Takakesho attacks and ended up behind Takakesho, but again, Asuniyama didn't react quick enough on the re-engage. Takakesho, when they met, rotated and guided Asuniyama down to the dirt. A Hataki Komi win for Takakesho. That's Takakesho's ninth win. He moves to nine and four. And I think this one is going to haunt Asuniyama. He had two big chances to finish Takakesho off, to beat the other Ozeki, and to put himself very much in the Yusho leader group. But he missed those opportunities. And, you know, if you're going to win Yusho, these are the ones you need to take. And maybe watch those tapes, son, and see what you can do about it next time. Well, that brings us to the final bout of the day. Shodai up against Terunofuji. That's Ozeki Shodai and almost certain future Ozeki Terunofuji. And you can just feel all eyes are on Terunofuji. 
This win will pull him even with Takeyasu. It will almost certainly seal his Ozeki promotion. And he rises to the challenge. Out of the touch here, Terunofuji goes straight onto the Shodai belt with his left hand. Shodai, he's caught high and there's nothing he can do. Terunofuji drives into the bales, gets the win, Yori Kiri. And I think we would say you are looking at our new Ozeki. This 10th win uh, will give him, that's now 34 over the last three Basho. I think he would be very, very hard done by to not get promotion regardless of what happens with the Yusho race and over the next two days. Well, they're all abouts that we have for day 13. Uh, let's have a look at the leaderboard. Of course, it's Terunofuji and Takeyasu on three losses. And they're closely followed by a group of Rikishi on four losses. We've got Asuniyama, Takakeisho, Wakatakakage, Aoyama and Hidenumi. Everyone is in this mathematically, although tomorrow's bouts are going to sort out a few things. Because tomorrow, Terunofuji takes on Asuniyama. A win here will really strengthen Terunofuji's case for the Yusho. Uh, they've met four times before and Asuniyama hasn't found a way to beat Terunofuji yet. And looking at their styles of Ozeki Sumo, it's not hard to see why. I think Terunofuji has that, that ability to surprise, to be strong and to be strong very quickly, whereas Asuniyama is more of that smooth Ozeki style. Takeyasu takes on Tobizaru. I think we saw that this might have been a big bout uh, a couple of days ago when Tobizaru was in that leader group. Uh, still could be a challenge for Takeyasu because Tobizaru can be unpredictable. They've met one time before and Tobizaru took that one. Takakesho takes on Shodai. So Takakesho uh, will need to win this to stay in contention. They've met 12 times before and Takakesho has the upper hand, 7-5. Wakatakakage takes on Aoyama. So these are two Rikishi on four losses. Um, so that will cause one of those to drop off. And our boy Hidenumi is still around. He is taking on Tochinoshin for the first time tomorrow to stay in Yusho contention. Well, thank you so much for joining me on this solo day 13 of the Haru Basho. I'm sure we will all be relieved to have Amy back in the studio tomorrow to talk day 14, to talk Yusho, to talk Sumo. We're into it. We'll see you then. Yeah, baby.